Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 346 of the Girls Gone Wild podcast. I have to say soon to be, this is Joy and Claire. This is Joy. And this is Claire. <laughs> this see, episode see is sponsored. There. See what we did there? See what we did there? <laughs> see what we did there? Thank you to our great sponsor, Blue Blocks. This episode is sponsored by Blue Blocks, the blue light blocking glasses that we have been promoting. We love this sponsor. We love these glasses. I'm going to put mine on right now. Claire, can you see them? So um, lovely. So, <laughs> so if you haven't heard of Blue Blocks, they are an amazing company and they have... I think what we love the most is the variety. They, they're not just like the crazy blue light blocking glasses that you see people wearing that they truly look like a biohacker. No one's going to know that you're a crazy biohacker with these glasses. Which, you know, is really my biggest worry in life is people <laughs> thinking I'm a biohacker. Because <laughs> they're so cute. But no, I love them. They're so comfy. They're so lightweight. You don't feel like you're wearing, you know, blue light blocking glasses that you bought at the gas station. I always just think of like my grandparents wearing those orange sunglasses Yes. That they literally bought at the gas station. These are so much nicer than that, you guys. But, and, but very effective and very mm-hmm. effective. And so, very effective. And remind us of the nonprofit partner they have, Joy, because I can remember yes. the name. Which I love this. I love it. So if you can, if you buy a pair of blue blocks, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone who desperately needs them in the developing world. Thanks to your purchase, it is to restoring vision. So if you post a picture wearing blue blocks glasses, they'll also donate a, an additional pair um, with has- hashtag blue blocks. You're giving two pair when you buy one pair. So thank you in advance for supporting the podca- podcast. It's blue blocks. That's B L U B L O X. Dot com. The discount code is GGW. Thank you for supporting Joy and Claire. We had another photo shoot yesterday. That was fun. Yeah. I'm ready to have a little break from photo shoots now, though. I am, too. Could you tell I was just, like, done by the yeah. end? I was like, give me all you the You were food. done by, like, the beginning. I was done by the beginning. <laughs> um, I, I pushed through, but... You when we got to Postino, I was so not wanting to take any photos and poor Lisa has to put up with me and my attitude, but I, I pushed through. I was like, just give me all the bread. Give me all the wine. Let's finish this off. I was texting, or I think I did a Marco Polo with Sandy yesterday. And she's like, how many photo shoots do you guys do? I'm like, we just had two in like the past two months. We really haven't had one in forever. I'm like, we needed new well, photos. And the so other bad. problem was that last year when we, the last one we had, I was pregnant. So we, and like, you can't really reuse those photos. So like the, the photos, the most recent photos we had that we could be using were from like spring of 2017. Yeah. Which was, you know quite a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the photos that we have right now in our Girls Gone Wad, on our website and on our podcast little thumbnail. Yeah, those are like three my, years old. My hair is so different. Yeah. Like how many hair iterations have I gone through since then? My hair is like yeah. literally exactly the same, which I kind of laugh about. I got a uh, archive the other day of your hair when you got the undercut. Oh, or yeah. The, or the, uh, is that what it's called? The yeah. undershave? Undercut. undercut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was super cool. Oh, I know. Oh that was gosh. such a pain to grow out though. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. So what's new? Okay. So, I mean, it's the holidays. I went to yoga this morning. I had to tell you this quick story because I've been, I I started ClassPass. I'm sure everyone's familiar with ClassPass. I'm kind of late to the game on this thing, mostly because I have a CrossFit gym membership and that's expensive. And sometimes I'm like, well, you can get very overwhelmed with all the different gym memberships out there. So I'm kind of like, all right, I just don't really want to, I try different classes, but then drop-ins seem like they cost a million bucks. So I recently tried class pass and I think I'm going to do this for a few months because just for the winter and kind of try out different studios. So I went to yoga this morning, which is great. There's a great core power right down the street from my house. And I got there and I was like, oh my gosh, it felt so weird. 
you know, you get so used to CrossFit classes and not having a mirror in front of you, not having any mirrors around you. And so sitting in a yoga studio, and granted, I mean, I've done Bikram in the past year, but for, for whatever reason, I think it's because I sat really close to the mirror this morning. And I sat down and I like looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> you, like when, unless you're getting ready, you're like, you're rarely just like sitting there staring at yourself in the mirror. It was just the weirdest feeling, um, mostly because I was like, oh, hello, you. Like, there you are. I've missed you. And not in a cheesy way, but kind of in a cheesy way where I was kind of like, it felt good to kind of connect with yourself on that level. The class was totally packed. And I was just like, I'm just going to focus on moving and kind of get in that yoga space. And sometimes you need to be like all wooey-wooey in yoga. And it just felt really, really good. And at the end, I've always heard of people crying in yoga. Uh, You know, just like it opens things up and makes you really emotional. And I've definitely like been there before in some instances. I don't think I've ever fully started crying, but there was this girl next to me that just started bawling at the end. And I was just like, oh man, my heart was going out to her. And all I could think was like, yeah, girl, humans, being a human is hard. Like being a human is really hard. And like the therapist in me wanted to just go to her and be like, I, I so honor your purging right now. Like it just, but I would just like send her love in my brain. Yeah. It was just, it was like a good moment this morning. Cause I mean, this, the short days have been dragging my mood like crazy. Like, I think I texted you last week. I'm like, I've been super forgetful. I've been super moody. I've been all over the place. I've been like, the short days are just really getting to me. I'm like trying to use my happy light every morning, but I am struggling. So anyone out there who's struggling, you are not alone. I feel like you've been saying like, it's the holidays since literally October. Yeah. And I feel like that just gives us a peek into like your mental status of like winter is already dragging. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, it's like I, I get really um, nervous about it because I'm like, okay, here it goes. Here and, it comes. Uh, Sandy was even saying, she's like, yeah, kind of as you get older and hormone shift, it gets worse. I'm like, well, that's not. Cool. Thanks, Sandy. Super psyched on that. <laughs> not super pumped to hear that news, but I guess that's where we're at. Um, Speaking of, speaking of Sandy. I think Sandy and Alyssa met today. No way! At the CrossFit HQ thing that they're both at. Oh my God. Yeah, because Sandy was there for like the legal thing and then Alyssa lives there, I guess. So Yeah, I live here now. <laughs> I live here now. Anyway, there was like a nutrition lecture going on that they both were at and, I, and yeah. they were both posting pictures of it and I was like, wait a minute, you guys are definitely in the same room. You need to meet. That is so funny. No, I haven't yeah. gotten an update yet, but I sent Sandy and Marco yeah. Polo last night also about it and about, you know, just general Marco Polo things. Yeah. And while I was talking to her, Brandon, who didn't have a shirt on, he was wearing pants. He didn't have a shirt on and he like slid into the background. And this morning she was like, was that a naked Brandon in the background of my Marco Polo? I was like, you know what, Sandy, just think about it however you need to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) That's so funny. Oh, Sandy. So that's, uh, that's a little plug for everyone out there who's struggling with the winter blues. I'm like, oh man. And I can actually like feel myself fighting it where I'm like, don't, don't be sad. <laughs> don't totally. be sad. <laughs> You're like trying so hard to like talk yourself out of it. Like this isn't it. This isn't it. I'm like, no, this is it. And we're just here. We're in it. And you just kind of feel like you're floating. And I'm just like, I'm trying not to do that thing where you're just like counting down the days till March. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you just gotta... I just like will never forget when I was working as a lifty and I mean you're I was outside all day every day in the winter in the mountains freezing my butt off it was so dark like you'd get to work just as the sun was coming up and you'd be leaving in the dark so you spent your whole day just standing outside in the cold and I remember when March hit I was like I have literally never been so 
viscerally excited for spring. Like I'm so I've I have experienced winter so I mean not to use the word viscerally again, but viscerally you know, you just truly standing outside right. in the winter all winter long. Right. And March came around and I was like, it's it's happening. Spring is coming. And then daylight savings oh. happened and it was like I was reborn basically. You just feel so good when yeah. that happens. So good. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh I'm pushing through it. I will be fine. But it's just been hard. It's just been hard. That's real. Do you want to talk a little bit about we did get a response from a rep from that company that we discussed a few episodes ago in the rage spiral episode? I wanted to just briefly touch on that we did have someone from that company reach out and they were like, You have been heard. We shared that with our marketing team. We never meant any harm. It was it was nice that they did that. I wasn't hundred percent satisfied with kind of how they view things. However, I think it was nice that they actually said, we heard you and we're giving that feedback to our team. I don't know what that means. The biggest thing I was actually impressed by was just their tone. That was, you know, nothing about it was like accusatory or, you know, like they really owned it. And I really appreciated that. I think that a lot of companies in that situation, and I mean, we've been up again, you know, we've gone head to head with other companies in the past, notably the social media people who used who used to run the CrossFit games, social, you know, who they were like, well, you guys are just overreacting and, you know, this isn't this isn't anything. You're just turning it into like this big deal. And it's not a big deal. That's what CrossFit said years ago about, you know, the, another thing. And so I think like this company definitely could have taken that angle of like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are putting us on blast and we didn't ever, you know, we didn't do anything wrong and you're blowing in our proportion. And they, but they did not do that, which I appreciate. They said, you know, we hear you. We realize that this was not the best, you know, message we should be sending out. And right. And then we're, you've we're, been we're, heard. Yeah, you've been heard. Yeah. And, you know, we're, t- we, it started a conversation internally and not just us, because I think a lot of people had the a same lot of reaction. Wrote, right. But I really and appreciated I, that they specifically reached out to us. It's a listener who happens to work for the company specifically mm-hmm. reached out to us and was like, we, we really have heard the community and that that was, she didn't, I mean, the, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. We're both paraphrasing what she said, but like we heard the community and we are taking action behind the scenes to make sure that doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that they're owning it. You know, I do think that their brand and a lot of brands in our space have a long way to go when it comes to promoting true health from a lot of different angles and we're not perfect. And I think that that's the other thing too, is like there's, a lot of grace that needs to happen and needs to be extended in the process of learning how to be inclusive. And everyone's going to mess up. Everyone's going to make oversights. You know, I think that this went obviously a little bit above and beyond what we typically see, which I think is why there was such a backlash. But I think the hard thing is like, okay, when you make a mistake, it's not about, well, you made a mistake and now we're, you know, you're canceled. It's like, okay, you made a mistake and what happens next needs to be what's important, not the mistake itself. Right. And I think that in our culture right now, like with social media, I've seen this happen a lot recently in the outdoor industry around indigenous peoples and indigenous rights and just diversity in general, where it can be really hard because a lot of companies, they try something and it turns out to be really tone deaf or, you know, really come across not how they intended. And people are like, you know, immediately blacklisting that company. And it's like, listen, I'm not saying that it's okay to be disrespectful, but I am saying that 
if you want things to change, you need to allow people to mess up in their pursuit of trying to get it right. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to look at the intention. You ha- like if our intention, if we have conversations and we make a mistake and then we we make changes, then we're good, right? It's We cannot expect perfection, but it is frustrating sometimes because you kind of go, wait a minute, wait, you should know better than this. And sometimes we just don't. That's the thing is it's like for us to say, you should know better. I think that obviously, I mean, what's that Brene Brown quote where it's like, what if we assumed everyone was doing the best that they are, that they can? Mm-hmm. And if we truly extended that even to social media and to brands, and sometimes it's just so frustrating. You want to say like, what? But they, could, they couldn't have, this couldn't have been the best they could do. But what if it was? What if, Can we just extend that to them? And say, okay, you know, they really didn't see a problem with this until it was too late. And now what's important is what happens next. Well, it's kind of what you said last week, too, is um, the culture of this is so normalized. And I think that's the other thing is we're so jaded and we're seeing these things every single day that we're kind of like, whoa, this isn't normal. This isn't okay. And they maybe they live in a bubble where that's all they see all day, every day. Who knows? I do want to play a recording from one of our listeners who uh, just addressed that email specifically. And I think she has some really interesting points to make. This is from Jess. Hi, Joy and Claire. My name's Jess. Um, I'm currently on my way to work and I'm listening to your podcast uh, about that lovely email that you got from that meal prep company. Um, I just wanted, I'm not even completely through the episode and I'm completely raging along with you. I just wanted to bring some perspective from someone who's actually had an eating disorder, but who also has an interest in fitness. Um, I truly believe as does my therapist that fitness can help your mental health, um, through your physical well-being. However, when you have a restrictive eating disorder, it's really important to find that balance. So when I see things like this come from quote-unquote fitness influencers, it really makes it hard to mitigate that balance. It really, it's especially, I hate to use the word triggering, but it's especially triggering to people like me that are trying to be fit and healthy for our mind and our body, but the eating component is really difficult for us, and sometimes those two get intertwined. So things like this make me so upset. Um, You know, you mentioned the whole... um, I'm sorry, I'm driving while I'm doing this. Um, You mentioned the whole uh, brushing your teeth in the middle of the day, and you're absolutely right. These are actual eating disorder behaviors. Um, One big thing that I've learned through therapy and my recovery is just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. And if you're full halfway through your meal, then package it up and move on with your day. And if you're hungry and have to eat the whole thing, then go ahead and do that. Um, So anyway, I just, I really wanted to offer some perspective. Thank you ladies for everything that you do. Um, I am on your side for like, I'd say 95% of what you do, of what you say. And uh, yeah, I... I look forward to hearing more from you guys, and I'm actually going to finish this episode now. I just, I had to get on here uh, while I was stuck in traffic <laughs> to to kind of give some input on there. All right. 
Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you, Jess. That was a great voice memo. And I always love to hear from people who do have a more um, extreme history with eating. I mean, extreme might not be the right word, but who truly have a history with like actual true eating disorders and hear from their perspective. Because I think that really hearing from people who've gone through therapy and through treatment for that and how there's no, you know, there's only so many ways that you can reframe this before it's like, nope, this is not what needs to be out in the world. So thank you for that. Yeah, that was really good. And she talked about having an interest in fitness. And I love that she's working on that with her therapist. I think that when you have a eating disorder diagnosis, it's something that you have to individually work out a treatment plan with your therapist. And I'll just kind of take an example from Amelia Boone right now because she's publicly discussing her recent stint in uh, inpatient treatment for an eating disorder. And she talks a lot right now about her relationship with exercise and how she's working with her treatment team about how her relationship is now with exercise because it's very common for uh, individuals who have an eating disorder diagnosis to use exercise as a way to purge, as a way to maintain your weight, et cetera, et cetera. And I see a lot of people just expressing concern about that with her um, in the comments or whatnot. And I think, first of all, putting yourself out there in a way of talking about it just is so brave because you're you're putting it into a form, forum where you can't really have a two-way dialogue. And I think in this world, it's really hard, even just on a podcast, it's really hard with our listeners that we're not having a two-way dialogue. We're just kind of getting snippets of people's responses. But to have people giving their feedback to her and whether it be judgments, support, I think that's really hard on top of trying to manage her own feelings about working through an eating disorder. And back to the point of just having a relationship with fitness because she was is a very amazing athlete and now she has to develop a new relationship and mindset around exercise and what that means to her. And if people don't know who Amelia Boone is, can you just introduce her a little yeah, more? Yeah, she's the um she's the Spartan race champion, all the rugged maniac, Spartan racing. She's won an insane amount of titles in that world. What is it? Like outdoor races? I'm like totally blanking on the name, but just you obstacle, know what I'm saying. The obstacle, yeah, races. obstacle race, obstacle course racing. And she's just an elite athlete in that space. Um, not to mention just an amazing runner. And she's she's got a, a great following in that space. And she's been on the covers of magazines. And so if you just Google Amelia Boone, you'll see her Instagram. And I think she has some really great resources and is very open about her process right now. But back to the point too of just if you have an interest in fitness and you are working with someone as you're recovering through your recovery with an eating disorder, I think that's just a really important point that she brought up of just like, I still want to have an interest in fitness. And then we're also just being thrown to the sharks if you're in a treatment program, or even if you're just seeing a therapist for your concerns or your worries about eating, being exposed to social media, we can't avoid that. That's just a minefield. We're rocking, we're just swimming in a sea of sharks when we open social media. So just knowing that and being especially careful of curating your feed and all of the above that we've mentioned before, but more importantly of making sure that that is just individual to you and what that means to you when you want to have a relationship with fitness and that that's not a bad thing. Movement is great. I talk about that all the time. I love moving. It makes me happy. It makes my brain healthy. And that's not something that I use to torture myself anymore. We've kind of moved away from that mindset of like, no pain, no gain. And I think that's just really old ways of thinking. So I just really appreciate that perspective that she talked about, because it's really hard 
I don't think that we're ever, it's kind of in the same way of like, we can't control what magazines put out there, whether it be, you know, top 10 diet tips for the winter, (laughs) or whatever it is, the nonsense of the clickbaity things they either see online in articles or in magazines. People want to sell their stuff. And if it's clickbaity, that's going to probably sell. So we can't get away from that. But I think just making sure that you're being extra careful. I think we have to be even more careful nowadays of when we walk into social media, um, we have to kind of really put our armor on before we even open that app. It's like you kind of, if, if you're really vulnerable to those messages, even if you've curated your feed, who knows what ad is going to pop up? Who knows what's going to be showing in your suggestions or your search field to make sure that you're preparing yourself before you walk into the battle of social media, that you're not, if you're feeling triggered, put the phone down. Um, it's quite okay to use that word trigger. And I know we always kind of say, well, it's just like you're not in control, but truly, we get triggered by emotions and we cannot control all of our emotions. And sometimes things pop up where we're like, whoa, that just came out of nowhere. And it kind of just assaults you from behind. So I think like that's something to just really take care of yourselves with no matter what kind, you don't have to have an official diagnosis of an eating disorder to use that for your mental health every single day. Totally. I think this also leads into this article from Elephant Journal that we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. a little bit, which is about, I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's exactly the same, but it's sort of tangentially related. So I saw this Instagram post um, the other day from Elephant Journal that linked to an article called Spiritual Gaslighting, the Unhealthy, Inauthentic Practice of Quote-Unquote High Vibe Culture. The gist of this basically is summed up here. No bad vibes means that it's not okay if you have been the victim and are in a healing process or if you are simply having a bad day, moment, or month. And it completely gaslights those who deal with chronic physical or mental conditions. We can understand that in order to have a better experience of life, we can shift our perspective to see more positive characteristics in the experience we are having. This can be a useful tool and highly effective. However, if what is occurring or occurred is in fact not okay, it's harmful to slap a smile on it or attempt to, quote, vibrate higher with forced practices to override what is actually not fine. This act is spiritual bypassing. It is used when people are afraid to hold space for what feels challenging. It is equivalent to turning away from our pain or using things to numb it out. Often, other people don't know how to sit with difficulty, to hold someone when they're crying, or to say, yes, that's, that's really horrible, and I'm sorry, I'm here for you. So they immediately try to change it. I think that, and then it kind of goes on to talk about, you know, it's, it just sort of shames people into feeling like if only they tried hard enough that they could turn whatever they're going through into a positive experience. And we talked mm-hmm. about this a little bit with our last episode with Alyssa Royce about like what she calls magical thinking, where it's oh, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. where you just, it's like, well, if you just think positively about it enough, you can have your dream house and your dream car and your dream life. And if you don't have those things, it's really your fault for not having like a specific enough vision board and not, you know, building your specific, your altar in the South facing house of your room of your house or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I think that this is along those same lines of, you know, if you're having a bad time, really, it's your fault for not just banishing those bad vibes. When in reality, like, there's a lot of reasons to have a bad time. And there's a lot of reasons to be upset. And you shouldn't just think, oh, I'm upset. And that's, that means that, you know, I'm just not trying hard enough to be positive and transcend the the bad vibes, you know, that's just not how life works. And so I, I just thought that was really interesting. I thought it was an interesting way to, to frame that. What was the name of it called? Or what was it called? Spiritual, Spiritual gaslighting? gaslighting. I really like that term. 
So here's what I'm thinking too, is we have this spectrum of emotions that we're supposed to feel. And what this does is it demonizes normal feelings. And so if you're having a bad day or if you have a bad outlook for a day, just think positive and that will turn around. And I think that's utter, utter BS. Where I do think it's important to look at how you see the world is if you're just in a chronic state of, we call it the yes, but in therapy, where it's like everything you say to someone, they go, yeah, but yeah, but. And so we're just kind of like, then why are you here? <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you want my help or not? <laughs> we don't say that, but we say that on the inside. But there really are people out there who just want to complain and they just want to be that chronic complainer and they don't want help, but they want to complain to you, but they don't want help. Or if you give advice, they just ping it right back to you of why it won't work. And I think that's just really frustrating. And we all know those people. So are you someone who is constantly complaining. And when someone gives you advice, you're kind of the yes, but person and just pinging it back to them about why it won't work. Or are you saying, are you seeing it and going, yeah, I guess I could see it that way and being a little more open-minded. So I think in this example with the spiritual gaslighting is just the universe has control of that. And I just, I just, I will disagree with that. I don't think like there's someone up, you know, behind the curtain coordinating our lives. Maybe God, I don't know, whatever you believe in. But I think like, that's just not, we're just not like sent these weird problems because of how we're thinking. It's kind of like this, you know, we have to deal with life every single day, moving through our life. And we're going to have those emotions because we're human. We can look and I think what we're always very intrigued by, I don't know about you, but I'm always very intrigued by people who seem to be very chronically happy because I'm like, what, what is that about? I think we think that that exists and therefore we need to get to that point. Oh, you all seem so happy. You all seem so upbeat. To me, that kind of equals, you must have the secret to life. And I just don't think that that is what we should be doing. And you'll ask anyone who maybe appears, like, let's take Cassie Joy Garcia for an example. Like, she is just the epitome of happiness on her Instagram and her social media. She's just got, like, the cutest heart. And when you talk to her, of course, like, if we were to get real with her, she'd be like, yeah, I have crappy days. Like, we all have crappy days. So we, we but we love to do that. We love to kind of think of, like, does that really exist? Does that happy person who's got it all really exist? And my answer would be absolutely not. But it's because by nature, we want to compare ourselves to everyone on the internet. And that's just such an easy thing and a natural thing for us to do. But are you that person that is just that yes, but or are you someone who's open minded and willing to take that feedback or look at things differently? So I think that's just an important distinction to make too. when we're looking at that of just because you have a bad day doesn't mean like all of a sudden you didn't th think those positive thoughts. It's like, yeah, feel your bad feelings. And then you move on with it. It's like we were talking about make it productive. Don't stay in it. Don't stew in it. Go out with your friends. Go to brunch. Yeah, pancakes, all cupcakes. Thing. But I also think it's everything. important to realize that, like, sometimes all you can do is sit in it. You know, if you are truly going through grief or depression, or you know, you have these really intense things going on, it's not a race to get out of it. It's not a race to try to but solve it. But it feels it. like it. But it feels, it like, feels it. like it, and that, and because and it tends to feel like it because the people around you are a lot of times uncomfortable with, you know, we like we as a society do not know how to sit with people in their shit. Mm -mm. And so the message that we send is like, oh, it's going to be okay. You're going to be good. Everyone around you is trying to to speed up your process ultimately to make them feel more comfortable. And, you yeah. know, also like, of course, you want your friends and your family and your loved ones to 
be happy. And so it's natural. It's a natural instinct to say, okay, what, you know, what can I do to make this crappy feeling get better and last, be shorter and Mm -hmm. not last so long? Because it just sucks. It It sucks. sucks. We were talking talking about grief the other day with a couple of my girlfriends and just some losses we've had in our lives. And one of our friends had a recent loss and someone said to her like, oh, but they're with you always. And like, it was just such a moment of like, they, you want to be supportive, but it was such a, in my mind, I was like, immediately like, no, just like, let's grieve. <laughs> we don't need to take it away by, we want to soothe, but just being like, oh, but they're always with you. It's like, but I miss my dad. Like, you just want to say, like, you just kind of want to have like a list of things that people should say or not say when people are grieving. It's just like, yeah, it just sucks. And sometimes just saying, I don't know what to say is better, you know, because it's just so hard. And it sucks to sit in those feelings. It really, really, really sucks, which is why we're so good. Oh my God, I just thought of something too. Like speaking of avoiding feelings, you know how you were talking about how you don't like to watch weird shows or show, <laughs> weird shows, shows that make you feel uncomfortable. I'm the same way with shows that make me cry. Like I do not want to walk into a, mo- a movie knowing that I'm going to cry. So I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I wonder if what that has to do with just like me bottling up an emotion I just don't want to feel. And we all do it in, in some way, shape or form. Like no one's emotionally perfect out there being like, I feel all my feelings 100%. Like we don't like to feel bad. That's why there's medications. That's why there's happy lights. That's why like, it's all a part of us trying to like just do this life and it's hard. Yeah. And it's not even about, oh, I don't want to feel that. It's like, listen, you know, you need to live your life. And I, I think, but like, what's that balance and how can we support people through hard times without rushing them through it while also personally acknowledging that like, you know, if I need those things to help me, then and that's okay. It doesn't, I'm not, you know, what's the balance between, oh, you should just be able to, to vibe out of this and <laughs> to vibe out. Yeah. To vibe, you know, versus like. I'm just, my life just sucks. And like, this is just always going to suck. And this is just how it is. And like, you know, I'm a victim and it's hard and there's no answer because everybody's a little bit different. Everybody's brain acts a little bit differently. And, but I, I, the reason I, just to go back to the article, the reason I liked it is because I think that it's just another thing that we, another message we get on social media a lot. And I'll, you know, from a lot of places all the time of like, it's up to you to oh totally just positive mental attitude yourself. Rachel Hollis, all the oh way. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like if you, if like if you're just positive enough and you just have enough affirmations, oh. and like of course those things can help. As that, as I was so saying, great. They yeah, can be helpful. For sure. But I had a vision board of like what I wanted my husband to look totally. like. Like I, I, I did that stuff and I like loved it and it yeah. made me feel good. But like. Do I really think that that everyone needs to do that to like bring the perfect partner around? Hell no. And (laughs) I think really like the core of it is that like if you are not, you know, having if you don't have everything you ever wanted and if your life isn't everything you ever hoped it would be and if you have, you know, crappy things going on in your life and if you're going through a depression or if you're going through grief or if you're going through whatever, it's not due to your lack of vision boards. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the, the proverbial vision board. It's totally. not, it's not due to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll share something very personal, but I'm okay sharing it because I've shared it before, but like I do take medication for my moods and I recently emailed my doctor cause I was like, I, and I debated on emailing her cause I had dropped down my dosage last year. Cause I was like, I'm just going to try it. There's like this weird thing that you have in your mind that you're like, I don't want to have to take meds to be happy. <laughs> 
And even as a therapist, this is where people, I just laugh so hard because everyone else is like, oh, so you must know everything about life if you're a therapist. I'm like, that's really funny. That doesn't make your biology work normal if you're a therapist. But I just had a really hard time that I was like, I just, how long am I going to have to be on this? Like I go through the whole dialogue. I think a lot of people go through when you're put on uh, medications or like any type of antidepressant. And uh, so I emailed her because I've been, I reduced the doses, dosage last year. I was pretty okay. I emailed her and I said, I, I'm just not okay. And she had me take, we have like a questionnaire we take for depression and anxiety. And it was like off the charts. <laughs> and she was like, Joy, I just want to bring up that you've, you know, your scores have really gone up since you last took it in April. I'm like, I know, I know. And it's just funny because she knows, she, we work in the same clinic. So she's like on the other side of the building, but like, you know, I pop in to see my primary care physician every once in a while. And so she'll like, she knows where I work. She knows my position. And she's like, just take care of yourself. And there's a lot of people this time of year that have to up their dosage and, you know, it's totally fine. And there was just something about her being like, Everyone, there's been a lot of people who just need to do this right now, and it's totally okay. Even though I know this, just hearing that, I was like, okay, it's okay. And that's like been one of my biggest weaknesses in my entire life is me thinking that I can handle it and or that I don't have it as bad. So I'm always like, well, I'm I'm not as bad, and I think everyone does that, like that not as badness syndrome, where it's like, well, I don't I don't technically have an eating disorder because I didn't have to go into treatment. It's like, no, 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 like we know, we have to stop that nonsense. However you feel in this moment is how you feel. <laughs> so it was just really kind of a moment where I'm like, all right, cool, fine, <laughs> write the prescription, we're rolling. So I just, I just, if, if that helps or resonates with anyone who may be struggling with that or just kind of wrapping their head around it. And even when I would like talk to patients about their own journeys, they're like, I don't want to have to take medications because I don't want to have to take a pill to be, be happy. This must just be my baseline. This must, just, just must be who I am. I'm like, look, if you want to talk to a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist, you don't have to take it, but at least you know your options. But I just think that's really interesting that we're just so willing to take a heart medication or whatever physical medication. But if anything has to do with your brain chemistry, oh, no, 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 I, I don't want to do that because I just this just must be my personality and I don't want to mess with my personality. And it just that I relate to that as well. So we're just doing the best we can with what yeah, we got. I think it is interesting where it's like it's so easy to extend that open mindedness and that you know, whatever, just to other people. And it's like, yeah, of course, do what you need to do. You know, don't, don't listen to the stigma. It's a personal decision. You need to do what you need to do. It's worth it. And then when it comes to yourself, you're like, but I'm not that person. Yeah. And we all feel that way because like, I feel like when we, like there's not an ounce of judgment truly towards anyone else who does it. And yet we judge ourselves and how many things are like that. So many things with mental health, with Eating with parenting is huge. Like never in a million oh, years God. would yeah. I judge any other person for doing some of the crap I do with my kids. And then when, but when I do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad parent. And it does take a lot of self-awareness to stop yourself in that thought process and think, no, this is okay. If, you know, if I were to see someone else doing this, 
I would think, man, that mom, you know, just to use parenting as an example, like, man, yeah. that mom is working so hard. Look at all the things she's able to do. Not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she forgot that one thing. Yeah. No way. Never. No way. And never. And yet I'm here looking at myself thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that one thing. No. And, you know, so it's just, it just, we just all got to give ourselves the benefit give, of the doubt. Give, the benefit give ourselves of the, doubt. the space. Take Pound a step back. back and treat yep. ourselves, you know, like if your best friend were to call you and say, Joy, like if I were to text you and be like, I'm really just not feeling like myself. I think I need to go talk to a psychiatrist about some meds. Never in a million years would you say, well, Claire, are you sure you want to have to take a pill to feel happy? I would never say that. Never. You would be like, I think that's a great idea. Do what you need to do. Yeah. And I would be like, hey, great. Thank you. And Mm -hmm. yet to yourself, you're like, I don't know, Joy. Yeah. I just, I think of this psychiatrist that I love. He's obviously, I don't see anyone in my department because that's a conflict of interest, but there's a psychiatrist that I work with and he has this mug. First of all, psychiatrists are the coolest people. Weirdest in like the best way, but like the coolest, weirdest, amazing people. And I love them so much. Um, But he has this mug that says, if you're happy and you know it, thank your meds. (laughs) Like, I want that guy as my psychiatrist if I ever, like, <laughs> so great. Okay, let's let's take a quick pause. Uh, yay, mental health. Yay, mental health. Quick pause for our next great sponsor, Comrade Socks. Everybody needs a warm Comrade Sock hug. I, I'm looking at you, listener out there. You could support the podcast by going to ComradeSocks.com, discount code GGW. We posted a recent photo with my Comrade Socks, and I had my little kitten on my lap. And so warm and cozy, especially in the winter months. I know I said this last time, but I wear them under my work pants because they're so warm. And then they just, I stand a lot. I have a standing desk, so they make my legs feel good. Uh, if you're traveling, if you're working out, anything, you can wear these at any time because they don't like really, really squeeze it in that really uncomfortable way where you're like, ow, I'm going to have a mark on my leg for like 10 hours after this. And they come in wide calf sizes. I have very large calves. And so this makes it feel extra, extra effective. ComradeSocks.com, discount code GGW. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Do you want to end with some quick Q&As that we never got to? Let's do it. Because I feel like our last like three episodes have been really heavy and I want to just... Let's just lighten it up a little bit. Let's lighten up the mood. Yeah. We don't want to get some reviews, you know, negative reviews as we're ending our podcast. I know. Which, by the way, do you want to give people a quick review? Yeah, quick review. So by the time you hear this, hopefully, joyandclaire.com will be online. So you can go check it out, joyandclaire.com. We're going to be adding some super fun products some like Joy and Claire merch. It's going to go up there. It's going to be so fun. And as of next week is going to be our last Girls Gone Wild episode, December 26th. Oh my gosh. We're moving over to the new feed. Because on January 2nd, it will be our new feed. And so we will keep you guys posted next week on January 26th. There will be explicit instructions on what to do and where to go. We will be posting the link everywhere we can starting hopefully if not already this week later on this week or early next week we're going to have it really just is going to depend on how long it takes iTunes to like update it we are going to launch our like podcast channel which is going to have like a little kind of preview podcast on there so that you can go and subscribe ahead of time subscribe ahead of time so that you don't miss a single episode and then probably on January 2nd we will release a, like a little mini episode on Girls Gone Wild that's just like, hey guys, don't forget, you can find us over on Joy and Claire. You know, go over to Joy and, this is Joy and Claire today. That's where you're going to find the episode. Check out the the link in the show notes. So we're making, we're going to try to make this as easy as possible. And if you follow us anywhere on social media, if you listen to our podcast every week, 
Anywhere that you consume Joy and Claire, you will be able to find this information. So don't worry. It's going to be out there. It's going to be great. We're so excited and we're going to make this so easy for you. And we're just really excited. We got we got like a cool new theme that's getting installed on our website. We got two photo shoots under our belts. We're going to maybe make some like a, some pin, acrylic pins of our faces. Raise your hand if you would buy a set of acrylic pins with Joy and Claire with my Joy and Claire face on them. That was a lot of people raising their hands. That was a lot of people. I just That's heard a lot of you heard a lot of hands go up. So <laughs> it's gonna be great. We're really, 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 really excited. Yeah. And please subscribe to our new feed once we advertise for that because we don't want to lose you. Follow us, please. All right, moving on to some questions. I want to read this one because it's such an homage to our beginnings of CrossFit. What's a good first pair of shoes for someone new to CrossFit? I like this question. I love that question. There's still newbie CrossFitters There's a lot. out there. Yes. Okay. I will say this is very individual. It is individual. My first recommendation would be the Reebok Nano. And try all the versions because everyone has an opinion about which version they like better of the Nano. But if you're new to CrossFit and you're not sure if you're going to stay with it forever, the, forever, the Nano is pretty versatile for whatever other types of activities you want to do. It lasts for freaking ever. I have Nanos that I've probably worn for seven, eight years that don't look like they've been worn at all. So they're really durable. And you can find the newer versions for pretty... Uh, they're pretty inexpensive if you get like the three, fours, or fives, or I don't know all the all the versions of them by now. But you can um, start with something that's on sale, and I think that they'll do a great job. The only piece of feedback that we regularly get about the Nano is that if you are primarily a runner and you're coming mm-hmm. to CrossFit from a running background, they may feel a little bit stiff. They don't really double as a good running shoe for more than like a mile or two. Right. So if you're looking for something that can cross over between CrossFit and running, check out the Reebok Speed TR. That one has definitely a lot much more flexible foot. Um, actually, I use that for more during workouts than my Nano nowadays for a couple of reasons, but mostly because I, I like that it's more flexible. Don't get me wrong, guys. It's clearly not because I'm running. It's just because I like that it's a little bit more flexible. And sometimes people have said the Nano actually is just too flat for my feet. I want to feel a little more supported. I want a little bit more more of like what I'm used to in an athletic shoe. And then the other one that Joy really likes, right, is the Nike Metcon. Tends to be better for a slightly wider foot. I've tried Metcons before. For me, I have a, like a pretty average to narrow foot and it feels a little bit wide for me. Like I feel like my feet kind of wiggle around in the toe box. Yeah, I have wide feet. Not super wide. Like I don't have to buy wide shoes, but a regular shoe of the Nike Metcon fits me quite well. What are your therapy hat thoughts on body positive influencers like the bird's papaya? I think it's great. I think it's great. I'm all for body positivity. I'm all for the just accept yourself. Here's here's what I look like. So if people connect with that, I think it's great. I, I really don't know if I have anything negative to say about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think there may be at times like any account, someone who's doing the um, curated imperfections, but whatever. If people connect to it, people connect to it. And if you're going to find something good about it, great. If, do, if it's not for you, move on. I, that's what I would say is just in general, any type of influencer, if they make you feel better about yourself, follow them. If they make yeah. you feel worse about yourself, unfollow them. Yeah, make it easy. That on goes yourself. for even our really least. feel good? Yeah, right. that, that even goes for our least favorite influencer. If she makes you feel good, feel free to follow her. You don't have to take all her advice all the time. You don't gotta. You don't have to agree with Joy and Claire's opinions. Right. Um, I mean, we think we're right. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
in, so you agree. in my opinion, which I respect. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. And I think that, like you said, that goes for pretty much anything and everything when it comes to social media. How do you handle finances with husbands? Everything combined or separate? Lilla both? <laughs> Have we answered this before? I feel like I've told this story, but maybe it just wasn't on the podcast. But I have the weirdest finance situation with my husband. We started it when we were dating and we never changed it. Have I told this before? We have completely separate bank accounts. And I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. I think it's like whatever works for you guys. But we have always kept our finances separate. Like we have separate bank accounts. And then if we get like joint money, we use that towards house expenses. We just kind of split it up. But we don't keep tabs. Like we just kind of everything works out evenly and we split the bills evenly. So yeah, we've always done it that way. Like even when we go grocery shopping sometimes, like he'll buy his stuff and I buy my stuff. And then we like join things together. Like if I go to Costco, sometimes he'll buy his own. It's so it's the weirdest thing. Like sometimes we'll just do two orders. If I know that he wants to buy certain things and I want to buy certain things, which some people would look at us and be like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But we we started that when we were dating, never changed it. And we always talk about that. I'm like, don't you think this is kind of weird? He's like, yeah, but we're so used to it. It's like our routine now. Like, I don't know what we would do if we joined, if we had a joint account. Like I'd feel so weird seeing my partner's expense, like things that he buys for me for Christmas or something. <laughs> yeah, we have sort of a combo. I feel like like that would be weird to me to like buy separate groceries from Brandon. And it's a little bit different with kids too. Like it's not quite so like your expenses versus my expenses. So we have a kind of all of the above because we both have, we each have our own checking and our own savings and also a joint checking and a, gen, a joint savings. And basically that is a little bit just left over from like when we were dating some of us had, we had like Brandon had a lot of the bills on auto pay on his side. I had some of the bills on auto pay on my side and it just was never worth it to migrate them. And so our joint checking is like day-to-day expenses, groceries, gas, you know, stuff that's like a couple hundred dollars or less. Our joint savings is kind of like, like that's where I, I deposit like a portion of my paycheck into there. It's again, it's, you know, not really like the bulk of our savings. It's kind of just like the overdraft of our checking in a way. And mm-hmm. then my own personal checking I use for, if I'm going to just buy something for myself, I'll use that or, you know, I don't know. It, I kind of use our joint and I think we both use our joint and personal checking accounts pretty interchangeably. And then my personal savings is like where most of my paycheck, paycheck gets deposited. It's where our mortgage comes out of, like that kind kind of thing, the larger bills. And I feel like Brandon has his own savings account, but I don't know what he does with it. I don't think he really <laughs> has that much in it. So I mean, although he, you know, so yeah, it, I, it's like, it's really, it's kind of messy. We have a lot of accounts. We probably could streamline it, but again, like this is just kind of what works for us. Our, the main ones that I use are joint checking and joint savings. And then occasionally, yeah. you know, I move money around and at the end of the day, like it just, I think it's funny. It's like whatever works for you. I remember yeah. seeing like an Oprah special where they were talking about you should have the same account or you should have one account. I'm like, why? That never made sense for us. And we, I think it's just because we both are just very independent that way. He's got his own job. I've got my own job. We pay for things. We, we don't keep score, you know? So it's not like, well, I paid for this. Like, we don't even pay attention to that because it all, like, we're married, you know? So we don't do that stuff. But 
It's just, we pay for things separately. It's so funny. You did provide a lash extension update. You stopped that because it just was a pain in your butt. Yeah, a lot of people keep asking this question though, so which, which makes me feel like I need to go back and find the episode that we talked about. It was recent. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty recent. if you yeah. are someone who's like, whatever happened to your lash extensions? I loved them. I would get them again. I just could not commit to going to the salon for an hour every 10 days. It was too much. Mm-hmm. So, oh well. Yeah, I will. What's your bougie guilty pleasure? I wish I had a life where I could have a bougie guilty pleasure. My bougiest guilty pleasure is telling my kid that Disney Plus is broken and we can't watch Frozen. (laughs) Have you really said that? Yeah, Friday night. We were like, I'm sorry, Miles, Disney's broken. We can't watch Frozen. We had to watch Monsters, Inc. Oh my god! Which was a refreshing change. It was a refreshing change for me. I love Monsters Inc. Which Mm -hmm. that's that's what being bougie is when you have two kids who are you know one and five, one and four, almost one. Well, you went to a great birthday dinner. That was fun. Yeah, but I feel like a bougie guilty pleasure is not like on my birthday I made a dinner reservation somewhere. (laughs) That feels like not a guilty pleasure. That's like going out for your birthday. Uh, Do I have any bougie guilty pleasures? No. I eat organic. That's probably the bougiest guilty pleasure that I would say that I have because it's not mm-hmm. like total necessity to eat organic. Mm-hmm. I feel like I you have more like this. I- you do like face masks. You get your hair done a lot. You get manicures. You get like uh, massages, facials. I get my hair done like, I, nah, I mean, I, I have facials once a month, but I'm stopping that just to give my face a break and next year. But I guess, yeah, like the monthly facial thing, because I have a, a subscription or a membership to this local place down the street. So that's probably it, because I normally would never do that or take time to do that, because I'm like, ah, I, I'm not going to bother. I like get sheet masks. I love to go to Target and get all the little products and then like go home and put everything on my face. I'm more of like a Target bougie person. Like I just want to go to Target and per- perusing the cosmetic section at Target is my bougie pleasure. That's my style. Greatest beauty fashion blunder of your 20s. We're going to have very different ones. I would say, oh my gosh, I was looking through some photos um, recently of my 20s and I was just like, oh my goodness, what the heck was I wearing? I don't even know, to be honest. Like I can't even think of like probably the big wedged slides. I wore these like Steve Madden wedged slides and I freaking love them and I had them forever just those big platform looking shoes, but they're slides. <laughs> kind of like Doc Martens, but not like, like a sandal. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are pretty, those are pretty legit. Um, Biggest fashion style blender of my 20s. I feel you like... You did the Gwen Stefani bindi. No, that was in junior high. I feel oh. like my whole life, my style has been so basic that it's sort of hard for me to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ever wore that. I really feel like I don't got, I don't really have anything good. I did really love the feather hair extension trend. Do you remember when that Ooh. was a trend? No, I don't remember that. Oh, that happened probably when I was like 23 or 24. Getting like feather, little like rooster feather hair extensions was really big. Oh. And I had a lot of them. But I don't think like it was a blunder. I really loved them. I thought they looked good. <laughs> it worked out. I was a little raft guy at the time. It was like very on brand. Oh yeah, very on brand. Um, I can't really think of anything. I feel like okay. I don't. I don't like take risks. I feel like in order to take to have blunders with your fashion, you need to take risks. Yeah, of which I do not. Okay, let's do one more. Name the hair look you dream of, but are not convinced you could pull off like tiny French bangs. <laughs> Platinum blonde waist length dreadlocks. Whoa! Yeah, I don't see it. I uh, know, a hundred percent not. Or just like. Po- platinum blonde i uh-huh. platinum blonde like beachy waves like like literal surfer hair okay that's what i wish i could have and mm-hmm. if 
found out like if I woke up tomorrow and I had like found out I had alopecia or something or like if I, you know, if it was like all your hair is going to fall out tomorrow morning, I would go to the salon right now and have them dye my hair white blonde. Just to get rid just, of it. Yeah. Just to see it because I know yeah, that yeah, yeah. my hair would be fried. Like my hair is For so sure, dark fried. and it doesn't like lift well. Like I've tried to get my hair color in the past. It doesn't lift to blonde easily or well. You have to fry it in order to get it to happen. But I just want to know one day what I would look, what like, would look like with yeah. platinum blonde hair. Can't you do just like one of those online things? Where I, I, but I get it. It's not the same. It's not the like, same. I mean, I could like, your- maybe I'll just like one day I'll have to invest in like a thousand dollar platinum blonde wig and I just will like yeah. wear it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I would say I recently saw Pink shave her head and I have always wanted to do that and just be like, I don't know. Oh, I totally hair. agree. I would shave. If I had like even a passably legitimate reason to shave my head, which I don't really even know what would co- like qualify as a passable legit reason, I would shave my head. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, Miles cut off a huge chunk of hair in the back of my head or something, I would right. shave my head. Yeah, I saw her post and she was just kind of like, she said some post about like cleansing or something. And I was just like, oh man, I, I know that feeling. And I will never get it out of my head when... Jennifer Aniston's hairstylist said something along the lines in an interview where he was like, yeah, I'm always trying to convince the girls of the hair that I do that just to cut off your hair because it's it's just old energy. Long hair is just old energy. He's like, I'm just trying to tell them, like, just cut it all off, like, get rid of it. And I remember when I had short hair, that's all I could think of was like, I don't have any old energy on me right now. It felt so good. One day it will come back. Okay, I think that's it. Those are some fun questions. Yeah, someone did ask for a would you rather. I don't know if you I have It's been any. a long time since I did would you rather. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Would you rather... Let's do a holiday one. Oh. Would you rather have to say everything to the tune of Jingle Bells from Christmas, from Thanksgiving to Christmas? Like, hi, Joy, how are you doing? I have a question for you. <laughs> Sorry for just getting Jingle Bells stuck in everyone's head. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Or would you like to have to dress up full beard as Santa Claus <laughs> every day from Christmas, from Thanksgiving to Christmas? I would do the beard. Yeah, full beard. I would dress up as Santa. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be. Okay, wait, let me flip the script. Oh. Say everything like Jingle Bells, but only for the 12 days of Christmas, from Christmas to like January 6th when the wise men showed up or whatever. Or dress in full Santa garb, but. For the first two weeks of July. Oh, man. Ah, okay. Probably the first one then. That'd be a lot. Yeah. You just wouldn't, you just have to text. I mean, in July. Mm hmm. It'd be weird. So damn hot. And like it would, you know, if you walk into like a meeting dressed as Santa on December 15th, like everyone's gonna be like, all right, whatever, Joy. Like, but it's not going to be like, what the hell is she doing? If you walk into a meeting dressed as Santa Claus on July 4th, everyone's gonna be like, you are confused. Mm hmm. Christmas in July. Joy needs Uh, intervention. Yeah, and it would be hot as Hades. So yes, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. Wrap up, wrapping up our socials are still Joy and Claire underscore Instagram, Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. That's not changing. That's not changing. Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash Girls Gone Wild. We'll just pretty much all the places you find us. We're just going to update them. We're Twitter, just update them at Girls Gone Wild, Girls Gone Wild Podcast dot com, or mm-hmm. you know maybe like take a chance. Go check out Joy and Claire dot com. See what just happens. Take a chance. We'll see what happens. See if HostGator has migrated us over there yet. <laughs> Once we have that up and running, we would love it if you subscribe and leave a review because you already know us, right? So just just take a chance. But that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and uh, hanging in there with this new change. We're really excited. And don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors, Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X. 
Com for some fantastic, high quality, really wonderful blue light blocking glasses. Support the podcast, support Blue Blocks, support their awesome nonprofit partner, and also ComradeSocks.com, C O M R A D Socks.com. Get yourself some nice little hugs for your feet. Get your friends some. Put them in a stocking stuffer. Stockings in a stocking stuffer. It's a me- it's meta. Discount code GGW. That's a good question, actually. We should figure out what our new discount code is going to be. J and C. I don't know. Yeah, let's not confuse them. We'll no, figure it out. We're not confuse them. <laughs> this week, still, GGW. GGW. Go get them, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.